welcome to Silly Breakfast. So today on Silly Breakfast, it is just Maddie. I'm doing a solo pod. No Tyler, no Salty, just Maddie. And my what you got this week is just podcasting because, you know, I've been podcasting for a while now. I have my Starting Out Sober podcast where I talk about my sobriety and early sobriety and everything. And I am coming up on six months on Saturday, six months sober, pretty wild. And uh, today, I mean, this week I talked about staying vigilant with sobriety. I talked about goals that will come out tomorrow or when this comes out. I just recorded that actually right before this. And then on my now watching podcast, my little spoiler free thoughts on film podcast, I talked about the Marvels, the new kind of subtle sci-fi movie Foe, which was pretty disappointing despite its great cast. And uh, like I talked about The Curse, uh, that new TV show with Nathan Fielder, Benny Safdie and Emma Stone, and which I am very excited for. But yeah, podcasting is on the rise, as as we all know, it's still on the rise. There's more podcasts than ever. More people have podcasts every day. And it's tough to find kind of room in the podcast world right now. But I'm trying anyways. I'm having fun. You know, I like doing it more for myself. It's part of big part of my sobriety is kind of having goals and doing things uh, that I typically wouldn't do. And podcasting is one of those things that I love. I love listening to podcasts. So here I am podcasting multiple times a week. I'm podcasting about four times a week right now, which is pretty wild because I used to not podcast at all. But yeah, I actually was invited on a podcast called The OS Connect. I might have mentioned that last week. Um, it was a deep kind of dive into my sobriety. It's a great podcast with uh, my friend Adler from the overstated community. And I actually just got invited on another podcast, um, which I will talk to talk about at a later date which will be pretty fun. I think it's going to be a fun conversation. It's a topic that I absolutely love. It's about a person that I love. So we're going to talk about that at a later date. So let's just dive into the big thing that happened last night. Draymond Green choked out Rudy Gobert. So Clay and Jaden McDaniels get in a little scuffle. Rudy goes to kind of help break it up, and Draymond just puts him in a chokehold from out of nowhere. He just runs up to him and just starts dragging him, choking him. And it was uh, honestly, I mean, choking out like that is very dangerous, but Draymond, I mean, he has a bad reputation at this point, but this really puts the icing on the cake that he is one of the scummier guys on the court, you know, between the hitting people in the balls and, you know, berating the refs at any chance he can. He is really just getting so bad and really isn't, growing up like he needs to grow up and i just i like i don't know what to say like this has to stop he needs to be suspended for a while like a minimum five games he has to be out for a while i know they let him break the refs that you know the in a way that no other player can because the warriors are the golden boys of the nba and you know you don't want to break up the potential dynasty and everything, but you know, let's just, let's be serious about the Warriors right now. They are not winning the title this year. Uh, Steph is playing unbelievable. Steph is my favorite player in the league. He has been for 10 years. I absolutely love Steph Curry, but clay has gotten a lot worse. Draymond's gotten worse and he is just still up with the antics. I mean, what an unlikable team that is right now. I mean, with clay kind of acting a little 
foolish at times and just playing poorly. CP3 obviously has a bad reputation in some regards, and Draymond might have one of the worst reputations of the league. And this is all defending someone like Rudy Gobert, who a lot of people in the league don't seem to like. And I'm going to guess that Draymond really doesn't like him because he went after him hard. And it felt like one of those things that was probably pent up that he saw the opportunity to choke him out and he just went for it. I just, I, I, there's no, there's no room for that in the game. Like it's crazy that we have, we're like penalizing guys for taunting and stuff like that. But you know, Draymond gets so many passes the way he talks to players and refs and everything. And then he goes and does this, like they need to set an example with this. This is, has to be at least five games. I'd probably go 10. All right. Now I want to talk about the Tyrese's of the NBA, the guard Tyrese's of the NBA, because they are balling. That would be Tyrese Halliburton and Tyrese Maxey. So Halliburton, over the last five games, has six turnovers only. He has scored 33, 25, 29, 16, and 23, with assist totals of 15, 17, 10, 13, and 8. He is averaging over, he's averaging about 12.5 assists per game. And I'm just going to say that Tyrese Halliburton, he's already one of my favorite players in the NBA. He, he has been for the past couple of years. And I absolutely loved him coming into the draft. I thought he was one of the best prospects. I probably would have had him like two or three in that draft. But yeah, he is a top five point guard in the NBA now. Just note, bar none, absolutely a top five point guard in the NBA. And I think we're going to see that the Sacramento trade wasn't as good for both sides as maybe we thought after the Kings had their fun run last year. I mean, I'd project him to be a better player than Fox. I think he's already a better player than Fox right now. I know Fox was great last year, but, and he's, you know, had some injuries to start the year, but Tyrus Halliburton is a more complete player than than De'Aaron Fox. And he's obviously, he's obviously a better player than Sabonis is right now. So that's my thoughts on Halliburton. He is a great player. I cannot wait to watch him. They're one of my favorite league pass teams. They just have some great scoring. It just, they just play some of the funnest games in the NBA. They haven't been probably OKC. And now Tyrese Maxey. Philly has won four of their last five games. They have won, they're eight and two on the year. And a huge part of that is Maxey becoming one of the best guards in the NBA. In the last five games, he has scored 27, 50, 29, 25, and 22 with only seven turnovers. He had two zero turnover games in that. He's also averaging seven assists uh, so far this year. And that's up from 3.5, I believe, um, over his career. So his ascension is a lot because he's well known for this elite work ethic. The way he has replaced Harden and helped this offense is just absolutely amazing. The team looks way more fluid uh, Nick Nurse is doing a wonderful job coaching him. I mean, I think we all know Nick Nurse is a good coach. I know he's tough and plays his guys like crazy minutes and everything, but he is a great coach. And what he is doing with Maxi and Embiid this year is just awesome. Uh, they're playing the Celtics tonight. I think Embiid is out. Maybe Jalen Brown's out. Maybe Porzingis is out. So it's going to be an interesting game. I think Maxi's going to go off. And this team, if, if healthy, should easily win 50 plus games on the overstated podcast. Uh, I went on and said they would easily clear their, or that they would clear their total. I feel I have full confidence in that. I feel like Embiid gives you a chance to win close to 50 games every year and adding 
this maxing on top of that, yeah, I'm going to pick them closer to like 53, 54 games, 54 wins. So let's dive into college basketball. Michigan State, two early losses after being ranked number four preseason. But we know we can never count out Izzo come tourney time. But, you know, they lost to a JMU team that is playing really well. Uh, They've had some great wins, and they lost to Duke last night. And both teams shot very poorly. Uh, Duke had four players in double figures, though. And, yeah, Michigan State, their shooting woes are continuing. And they are bad to start the year. They have not shot as well as you need as they need to, because they just do not have the interior attack to hang with the team like Duke that has like Filipowski and stuff like that. Um, Creighton beat Iowa last night. I didn't see any of that game, but just wanted to note that um, Kansas takes down Kentucky behind Hunter Dickinson's twenty-seven points and twenty-one rebounds. He also had three steals. He probably is going to be the national player of the year this year. I picked Kansas before the season to win it all. I think that's a good pick. Um, the only other team I'd probably take over them or take with them is UConn. I just think UConn's going to be great again this year. Uh, and then Marquette, they took down Illinois. Illinois was actually one and a half point favorites in that game, but Tyler uh, Colex uh, had 24, six and four and Marquette wins. And now they are ranked number four, I believe. Uh, UC Irvine upset Collier. And the in USC seventy to sixty, Collier does look like the real deal though. Deal though, I think he's going to be an absolute stud in college basketball. He has been already, but he is going to be a high pick in the draft next year. I don't. I'm not a draft guy really. I mostly just watch college basketball. I don't get into the draft till you know around draft time. But I do keep eyes on certain people. Like I got uh, Jacoby down in Baylor. He is playing amazing to start the year, shooting very well. Um, I definitely see them as two high prospects. I'm sure they are. Like I said, I'm not a draft guy, so maybe this is all not news to anyone, but that's my thoughts. Then UMass, UMass is playing well to start the year. Their defense has been great. Um, They're, you know, the scoring down low, they're switching well. They're just playing good, good basketball. And it's nice to see UMass team like with such good vibes around it right now. Now let's dive into college football playoff. So Georgia, usurps Ohio State to take the one spot, and that is right. But I will say, I've been wrong on Ohio State. I had them as like the third or fourth team in the playoff. They belong in that second spot. They really do. Florida State and just hasn't blown out teams well enough. They're playing great. I think they'll probably go undefeated and win the ACC. And then Michigan... They didn't play a great game versus Penn State. They obviously, you know, dominated enough to to win, but I thought Ohio State actually played better against Penn State. And now we have to talk about the Heisman guys. Because the Heisman guys right now, in my opinion, are Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix. Michael Penix delivered again this weekend. You know, he has just such good rapport with those receivers, and he has some elite receivers. But what Jaden Daniels is doing, he had like over 350 yards passing three touchdowns passing 200 plus 200 plus yards rushing and two touchdowns, which I think is the first time anyone's ever cleared the 350 and 200 mark ever in college football, which is nuts. He is absolutely my front runner for the Heisman. And I 
really, I, I just think he should win it at this point. I mean, if he continues this, this is absolutely nuts. And I just want to touch on the fact that Jalen Milroe, who I was tough on earlier this year at Alabama, has progressed so much throughout the year. Since he got benched, he's come back and just gotten better every single game. He is playing very, very well. And I think he is going to be a Heisman favorite going into next year. All right, let's go to the NFL. So kind of talking like I was talking about Jane Daniels with the Heisman. I think rookie CJ Stroud should be in the MVP conversation. He has one of the best, if not the best, um, touchdown to turnover ratio. He makes all the throws you would want any quarterback to make, not just a rookie, but any quarterback. And he's winning games and they're winning games because of him. He is taking receivers like Noah Brown, Tank Dell, and just absolutely torching people. It's amazing. They beat Cincy this weekend in a close game. Uh, obviously, Burrow had kind of two turnovers late to really uh, take them out of it. But Strad marched downfield, got the field goal, and they were just awesome. And I just think it's wild that Stroud is second in yards right now. And the funniest thing is, is the leader in yards right now is Sam Howell. Sam Howell is a good quarterback. Is he a great quarterback? Absolutely not. But he is a good, serviceable quarterback as he is doing wonders with a bad Washington team. He's putting up major numbers with a bad Washington team. And I'm just going to say Sam Howell has exceeded my expectations already for what I thought he'd be in the NFL. And it just has me excited about a guy like Drake May because he also went to UNC, um, who I desperately wanted the Patriots. And now... Jags. Jags get torched by San Francisco. It seems like everyone aside from Christian McCaffrey scored on the Jags. Like, and Christian McCaffrey was going for that record touchdown streak, but he did not get it, sadly. But the Jags are frauds. Uh Trevor Lawrence is a really good QB. I stand by that. I see it. I see it in the game, but I don't think they're well coached. I think Doug Peterson should be fired after this year. And I really think they should try to go after Ben Johnson of Detroit. Because Detroit is awesome. They've had a great game versus Chargers. Just, a, you know, both 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 guys were just fantastic, fantastic in that game. Uh, I, I honestly, and a lot of people have really harshed on um, Justin Herbert this year. But Justin Herbert was amazing in this game. And they didn't lose because of Justin Herbert. They lost because of their defense and coaching. All right. Plus sign hunting. Plus sign hunting. So I'm going to go with the other guy's picks for now. So Salty, he is at 15 points right now. And he is taking the uh, Eagles plus 2.5 at the Chiefs. Then he is taking the Raiders plus 13.5 at the Dolphins, and then he is taking Steelers plus one at the Browns as his lock of the week. And then Tyler, we have no idea what Tyler's at right now. He's going to figure it out at some point this year, but he is taking Steelers plus one at Browns, so they both agree on that. And then he's taking Vikings plus 2.5 at Broncos. And then he is taking Tennessee plus seven at Jags as his lock. All right, let's dive into my picks. Okay. 
So for my picks, I'm going to take Arizona plus 4.5 at Texans. I think Texans are a better team, but Kyler's back. And I just, you know, I think I could, I, th- I could see them pulling off the upset. And then I'm going to take, hmm, what do I take? I'm, ga- I'm kind of flip-flopping here, but I think I'm going to go Thursday night football and take Cincinnati plus 3.5 at Baltimore because I just don't see Cincy losing twice in a row at this point of the year. I think they are one of the best teams, and I stand by that. I just don't see it. And then for my last pick, I am going to take, let's see. What I'm going to join Tyler and go Vikings plus 2.5 at Broncos. I don't think the Broncos are very good. They obviously won this week versus uh, Buffalo, but I don't think that's they're very good. So I'm actually going to make that my lock of the week. That is my lock of the week. Vikings plus 2.5 at Broncos. All right. And yeah, nice 17-minute podcast for you guys. That's all I got for you. That's all I got for you. I just want to do a little solo pod, talk about some stuff, talk about some stuff happening. And I will hopefully get the guys back next week. If we are not back next week, that is because of the holiday. And yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye.